So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. Paul Nolte is the Senior Wealth Advisor and Market Strategist for Murphy and Sylvest. Paul, the uh, Bloomberg headline this morning is global bond market steadied after the biggest two-day sell-off in months while stocks looked for direction amid mixed earnings. What's your headline today? <laughs> um, I will, I will uh, take uh, Paul Lynn to block. Um, what I, and that's really, I think the story is, is the bond market is adjusting to what the Fed has been talking about. Powell was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. He was in his press conference on Wednesday. Uh, we've heard from a couple Fed governors already that, you know, the economy is doing really pretty well. Yes, inflation is coming down, but does the economy really need rate cuts at this point you know that that soft landing is starting to look more like a flyby than it is uh, we're landing anything anywhere the fed um their next meeting now uh, when is that that's march and that's that was originally the the discussion that the fed's going to be cutting rates in march so mm-hmm. the march madness is now off the table and and strictly on the hardwood uh, and a lot, uh, a lot is focused on on those comments uh, from Chair Powell and also the uh, the Fed uh, governors, and their views are very divergent, aren't they? They are, even though they all vote as a block, and you know everything that we've seen for the last, you know, maybe ten, fifteen years. There's really never been a dissent, but once they get out and start walking about the country and start talking, there are very different views on what they see in the economy and even austin goolsby yesterday was talking about you know the economy's doing really well and and you know that's all good and inflation's coming down that's the definition in his mind at least of a soft landing so he sees there's room to be able to cut interest rates because of that the fear in the market is if the fed does cut rates and the economy continues to do well all that's doing is uh, putting a little bit of fuel on the fire and then inflation never does get down to that 2%. It makes a U-turn and starts heading higher. Hmm. That was uh, quite a number Friday um, on the jobs situation, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, they missed by just a little bit. It would, the estimate was half of what we wound up seeing. Um, so the uh, economists got that one completely wrong. There was some adjustments, and that's normal every year. The BLS, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, comes out and adjusts some of the, the numbers uh, for seasonal factors. So some of that is in there. But even if you look at it on a year-over-year basis, job growth is in the 2% annual range, which is still very good and very much in line with what we saw uh, heading into COVID uh, well before COVID and the economy doing very well at that point. Uh, the earnings uh, that came out on the largest companies were sort of mixed, weren't they? They were a little mixed. I mean, the, the big stunner was Meta. On Friday, Meta added um, the market value that's roughly equal to Disney. So think about it. Uh, Thursday, Disney didn't exist. Friday, Disney existed um, (laughs) as far as the amount of money that was added to the meta market cap. Apple came in a little bit light. Uh, Amazon did well. So the Magnificent Seven, if you look at the from an earnings perspective, we're probably down to a Magnificent Three or Four, but still driving the markets uh, very much higher. 
looking at your newsletter, uh, this this stood out when you wrote uh, the top ten companies in the S and P five hundred. Their combined value would be the third wealthiest country in the world and have a higher GDP than Japan. Uh, we should we should feel uh, pretty good about that, shouldn't we? <laughs> we should, but again, if you think about it from that perspective, can those companies, can those economies grow at 10 to 15% a year? And that's, you know, we're in that law of very large numbers. We're talking about $2 trillion, $3 trillion companies. And to have them, you know, add that much revenue or add that much in the way of earnings is going to be very, very difficult going forward. Apple is, is an example. Yes, they had a little bit more revenue this year, but really over the last five to six quarters, their top line, the revenue that they generate is essentially flat. But mm. the company has gone up 30 40% over that period of time. They've increased their earnings. They've increased their net income because they've cut expenses. They've bought back some stock. So there's some accounting things that go on below the, the, the top line. We prefer taking a look at those revenue numbers. It tends to see – it gives us a better picture of how they're truly doing. Are they pushing more money through the door or not? Uh, you wrote about bonds, and you said it makes sense to lock in yields today. Why? Because I think over the next three to five years, not necessarily maybe the next three to five weeks, we think interest rates do come down. Um, we don't think they're they're too high right now. They could go a little bit higher. But we think over the next couple of years, the Fed will engineer a recession. We will see some lower interest rates. We're not going to get back to zero. But we think at this point, compared to a very expensive market, Getting four to five percent in bonds is actually a pretty good deal compared to the valuation in the in the stock market, and we think the ride will be a lot smoother and a lot less gray hair as a result. What are you uh, forecasting in the real estate department? What about uh, home sales? Home sales, we don't have enough inventory, and we have not had enough inventory for a long time. So housing, as a result of that, you know, with, with people wanting to buy a house, there's just not enough houses out there. The natural reaction is to increase the price. If I only have 10 houses, I got 20 people interested in it, I can afford to raise prices. And that's what we've been seeing in the real estate market for a long time, and that's been exacerbated by higher interest rates. So when you look at a typical mortgage, it prices a lot of people out of the market, but that still means there's demand for it. So we can still see real estate prices relatively high. The flip side is in the rental market. We're seeing a lot more rental places coming online. So rents have moderated some and in some places actually come down. So housing is going to be a tough one for a uh, I think quite some time. Paul Nolte with the Murphy and Sylvester crystal ball for us this morning. Thanks as always, Paul. Just as foggy as outside. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes <laughs> we'll take it.